Welcome back, guys, to the Webheads Podcast. It is me, Steven. I'm here with my brother. And co-host, DeMarco. There we go. This is that show where we talk about the Marvel events that started in 1939 all the way to present. We said it a few weeks ago that we went from 1939 to 1990 in about a year. Mm-hmm. We just hit 1990 a year into this. I was looking at the numbers. We don't hit 92 for another year. Goddamn. <laughs> if we do this show for a whole another year, one episode a week, we don't get to 1992. That's crazy you say that because I, uh, I was reading mine and I looked at the, the year and I was like, cool, we're about to hit 91. We're going to start seeing some like more modern art and stuff. Nope. nope. Nope, not even close. We we got another 52 episodes before that. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get the show started. Actually, before uh, we start, mm. just want to say uh, rest in peace to Jason David Frank, the original White and Green Ranger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he. Just, I just found out today before we started the show that he just Damn. passed away. So, R.I.P. Damn. R.I.P. to him. Um, but other than that, just doing... Uh, I just picked up Pokemon. Yep. Have you played it? Yep. Been playing it since, uh, since Friday. Gotta say, <laughs> very disappointed <laughs> the performance of this game. I've, Has yours been glitchy? So I, I on handheld mode, not mm. so much. Um, on the dock though, man, like the music just cuts in and out repeatedly, like. I was seeing through walls and like yeah. all this other stuff, and I was like, "Yeah, I've only played it on hand. I've started it on on the dock because mm-hmm. uh, Ferio was helping me pick my starter, mm-hmm. um, and she hadn't gotten hers yet. So I played it on the TV for like fifteen twenty minutes, but I've only been playing like exclusively handheld. Yeah, since then, I'd say keep it that way. <laughs> I I usually do. I always like, I always think like, oh no, like. I've always wanted to play Pokemon on the TV, like when we were younger. Like, mm. Now I have the opportunity, and I never do. I, I, I would say the only reason to play it on handheld, like for me, because mm-hmm. I was playing it, and I noticed uh, in the beginning that uh, Hopip, mm-hmm. that it looked like it was like had like a fuzzy texture. Yeah, and I was like, oh yeah, like I know they gave like a lot of like the Pokemon like upgrades, like their textures, yeah. and they have like different looks now. So I was like, I want to see that in HD. And so I went in and put on the dock, and everything was just so glitchy. And normally, like when game, when I get games and there's like problems with it, I'm like, all right, I can look past it. Like there's still like fun to be had. Mm-hmm. 
And, like, this game is fun, but yeah. playing it on dock mode is so, like, it ruins the experience. Hopefully totally. they patch it, too. Hopefully. Hopefully they can, because, <laughs> I mean, it looks fun, and, like, yeah. I didn't look up any of the Pokemon before. Yeah, neither did so, I. So, like, I'm just seeing all these Pokemon, and, like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, yesterday I played, and the last one I caught was, uh, I forgot what it's called. Mastiff or something. It's like a little dog. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like that guy. Yeah, and so that was the last thing I caught. Yeah, it's it's cool because the characters are, are the all the Pokemon are to scale. Mm. So like, um, you sometimes they're so small you don't see them. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I keep hopping on the hopping on the uh, the Pokemon to ride around, mm. and then I don't like I'm going through the grass. I don't see this little <laughs> cricket in front of me, and it's like. All you see is that exclamation mark come up. I'm like, ah, oh, damn it! <laughs> I was, I had somewhere to go. <laughs> yeah, I was. I haven't been writing it just because. Yeah, I don't want to miss anything. Yeah. And then sometimes like the flowers that they have like in the field, I don't, I can't mm-hmm. tell if that's a Pokemon. So I'll run over to the flowers yeah. and be like, oh shit. Yeah, it's, it's been cool. Yeah, like I said, I've only played it in handheld, mm-hmm. so I haven't really experienced any glitches or anything like that. Um. But it, it's tough because it, it's just completely open world and you can just do whatever you want first. Yeah. So, um, I'm used to like the instruction, like, hey, like, go to this town next mm-hmm. and find this guy and then do this. Um, so this completely open world thing is kind of throwing me off a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the map isn't super, like, helpful. Yeah. Because it's, cool. but like, I can't figure out how to get out of this. This fucking Grand Canyon area. <laughs> it's like every time I look at the map, it doesn't really tell me clearly how to get out of here. So I'm like, all right, man, this is. I'm gonna call it a night right here. <laughs> and you picked up Violet, right? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I got Scarlet. So yeah, Fairyo got Scarlet too. Okay. Yeah. But um, it's been cool. I've been. They have that option where you can turn on the connect to the internet and then do like surprise trades. Mm-hmm. So I caught like a couple. Uh, the chunks mm-hmm. in the beginning and then I was like alright let me try to trade them out and then I just keep trading until I get something that I haven't gotten before and that's how I got the Mastiff mm. but it's pretty I pretty much end up just getting the same stuff that I yeah. already have yeah. but I think it's just because it's so early in the game mm. so it, it's it's cool though yeah yeah uh, hopefully yeah I want to once I get into it and start playing more and like I'm hoping I can Hopefully they can patch it so I can play it on the TV, but also like just so I can get more comfortable with it and play. Yeah. What else have I been doing? Um, I don't think much else really. I've been really just waiting for <laughs> this to come out. Yeah, I got the um, Mario uh, and Rabbids uh, Sparks of Hope. Mm. That one's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, I played the f- first one. The first one's fun. This one's a little bit more open. More like you move around a lot more, mm. um, but it's fun. I haven't. I only got it like a week and a half ago, so I haven't played all of it. Mm. So, but now Pokemon's taking over. Yeah. So it's it's gotta wait. But now I know I have something to. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been playing that uh, on the PS Five. I'm playing Red Dead Two again. Oh, okay. Um, and then I'm gonna play uh, Red Dead One after that. Is it on there? Uh, on the Game Pass, or not Game Pass thing, the PlayStation Plus. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. 
you can uh, they have all the that backlog of, oh, okay. of games on there. So I might hit that next. And what else? Haven't done anything. I oh, we went to a gender reveal for Ferial's brother yesterday. Um, they're having a girl. Nice. Yeah. Sorry, I was like, gonna have a little cousin. Ninety five percent of the people that were at the thing were <laughs> like going for a girl. So <laughs> I think Fazil might have been the Fazil and Nas have known for the last week and a half, mm-hmm. so they set the whole thing up. Um, but I, I saw like, I mean, there was only like fifteen people there at tops, but I only saw like one or two people that thought it was gonna be a boy. <laughs> so that's funny that they had a party where the parents knew, and the yeah. party more the party is more for everyone else. <laughs> yeah, I was like, maybe you guys should have given us the information. <laughs> Or, like, just give one or two people information, not you guys. <laughs> but, yeah. It was cool. Um, finally, another baby in their family, which is good. <laughs> because Zara's been the only one for the last five and a half years. Yeah. So, I, I need somebody on my side to have a, <laughs> a kid sooner or later. Because this is... The focus on my kid is... A headache, to say the least. I need a break. But yeah, that's I haven't done anything else. I won't. I forgot. I was waiting for you to say. I forgot to finish. I completely forgot. I think we have a little bit of time. Okay. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever came out last week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I cried. Yeah. <laughs> so did I. A few times. Uh, that shit was emotional. Me and Ferio talked about it a little bit. Um, I liked it. Yeah. I feel like, um, I always, I don't know why this is the story I tell people, but, cause everyone's like, how was it? How was it? Was it emotional? Was it this or was it that? And I always tell people, <laughs> Within the first five minutes, I was already teary-eyed, mm-hmm. and Danny looks over at me and says, that was so emotional. And I look at her with tears in my eyes and say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was emotional. It, I wish they had spent, well, because it, like, the whole thing was just emotional, right? Mm-hmm. I won't get it. I'll try to not get it in spoilers here because it's still only like a week out. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't stop the internet. <laughs> but um, I liked that Namor followed through on pretty much everything that he said he was going to do. Mm. And he's like, if you guys aren't going to be with me, I promise that you are against me. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I will wreck this place. Um, so I liked, I, I'm just so glad that he wasn't the character from the early comics that we've read. Cause boy, I tell you, if he was anything like that, I was going to throw a fit. Yeah. The, I was worried. <clears throat> I was worried they were going to make it him like that. And I was going to hate his character. Yeah. And I, 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 it's not that I loved his character. Mm-hmm. I felt like there were still some areas that they could have worked on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely liked like. They made him scary, in a way. Yeah. Like, he can go either way at any time. Like, he almost seemed a little unhinged. Yeah. 
but like he he was able to cover up most of it with like a little bit of charm, a little yeah. bit of like yeah, let me extend the olive branch to you, but yeah, like like he hasn't I'm I can only imagine that he hasn't had to come out of that water very often, if mm-hmm. at all, his whole life. Because we, I mean, we have, if you're just based, doing it based off of the movie logic, we've never seen him. Mm-hmm. So he, I can only imagine that he hasn't had to come out. Yeah. Um, or at least make big appearances in like yeah. crowds or, you know, major cities or something. Yeah. Even though they, as somebody said that uh, that time in, was it Endgame, where Cap said that he saw whales in the Hudson? They said that that was probably Namor writing it. <laughs> but uh, the, I think Ferio, me and Ferio were talking about it, and she said that the only thing that she didn't like was that um, the door of Milaje have just been like strong as hell. Every time we've seen him, mm. ready to whoop somebody's ass in like a heartbeat. <laughs> and then here they were just like, kind of just like broken and like not as strong i i kind of chalked it up to them like they're in a hidden city still nobody really knows how to get there Mm. unless like you really know and one night somebody that does not live here just creeps up on your queen (laughs) and the princess in the middle of the night so one, he shouldn't have been able to get in there in the first place, and two, the fact that he was there and said, "Hey, like, you guys are gonna ride with me." Yeah. Like. That, like, that doesn't leave very many options for like. No, that throws everything off. Like, cause how did he? He's not playing around, <laughs> <laughs> and he brings friends, a lot of friends. So like, <clears throat> the way I talked it up was just like, they've never had to. They've never had a battle come to them like that. So, like, they were just kind of, like, thrown off. Yeah, I mean... Not it, really on top of their game. It's... You think you're on top, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden someone's there with you, and you're like, okay, how do I deal with yeah. someone who's just as strong? Yeah, because even in the beginning of the movie, they were talking about how, like, uh, Wakanda is the strongest nation in the world. Mm. And it's like, okay. Yeah, we all believe that. And then all of a sudden, this other underwater nation comes and <laughs> they're kind of like handing it to you. Yeah. So it's like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> it's like, it's just like being on the top for like so long. And then all of a sudden something, you know what it is? It's, it's Cars 3. Mm. You're on top for so long. And then this new guy comes in and just like, hey, I'm here and I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to wreck your whole life. Get with it or get out the way. Yeah. I did, I just pieced that two those two together, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a it was a solid movie. Mm-hmm. I normally I don't like. I'm not going to get into it because I don't know if people like take our opinions in like, <laughs> like his for me like I don't like reading reviews or yeah. just looking at the scores they give because Ooh. then that gives me like already a feeling of like okay I'm going to think of it this way. Yeah. But I was it was a solid movie. I had fun with it. I can kind of see like where they did the rewrites, and if Chadwick Boseman was still with us, mm-hmm. like I can see where like his character, where T'Challa would have fit in mm-hmm. to all of it, and like it didn't make me, it made me want to see that movie just to have him back. But like 
this one was still really good at still kind of giving us like that that feeling and that 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 follow up that you know we we get we got yeah and boy that mid credit scene which one was it oh yeah 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 uh, we won't talk about it here because yeah. that'll that's too early to talk about. I was talking I was you like mid credits I was like thinking like that was that was right there I was like was there another one right after. But no, there's only one. Yeah, there's only one. There's no end credit scene. Yeah. Um, and it's a pretty lengthy one, too, which is yeah. good. I was like, I'm always <laughs> worried when I see them that, like, the next line is just going to cut it off, yeah. you know? And so I was watching it. I was like, okay, this is going on for a pretty yeah, when, long time. <laughs> when she asked him what his name was, mm-hmm. I thought they were going to just, like, cut it off, like, right there. Yeah. But I'm excited to see where that goes. Yeah. that can I definitely see that as, like, a way to continue the character without doing what everyone wants them to do with yeah with the character so yeah I, I cried during that part yeah that was pretty emotional too they can't, i can't do this too much more <laughs> ant-man and, and the wasp better be funny too <laughs> <laughs> i better be laughing the whole time keg is just <laughs> tearing apart the fucking quantum realm something that i did like though was like the tone like Everyone complains, all Marvel movies make too many jokes. Marvel mm-hmm. movies are this or that. Like, and I know not all the Marvel movies are going to follow the same tone because this was like more of a, like, this covered like a serious topic and, yeah. you know, everything. But the tone was very, like, straightforward. Yeah, there were some jokes here and there, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like the normal Marvel movie where there's just like kind of silliness sprinkled throughout. It was more just like, okay. There's going to be a few funny parts here just to kind of yeah. alleviate some of the, the tension. Mm. But it's really just going to follow through with, like, some, like, full, like... Yeah, some of the Marvel movies, like, like Love and Thunder was kind of, like, it was really heavy yeah, on Yeah, they the, turned like, that to, like, 20. Yeah. <laughs> they broke the knob. Yeah. <laughs> like, they they turned it to 20, realized the knob wouldn't turn back. <laughs> They're like, hey, we got to leave it here, man. <laughs> Normal movies would be like, ah, no, nah, we got to fix this. Yeah. <laughs> Cut it back a little bit. <laughs> Thor Love and Thunder was like, hey, it's not broken. Just leave it. But here it was like, in Black Panther, it was more so like, you're going to have to relieve this pressure somehow. Like, yeah. Loosen the cap a little bit. Let some of the pressure off. Close it right back up. <laughs> we'll build it up again. But, um, it was... I know that they wouldn't ever do it, probably just out of respect for Chadwick Boseman, but I almost kind of wanted to know what it was that Shuri, that Shuri couldn't understand to save her brother. Mm. I mean, there's theories rolling around that it was like maybe something with the snap and then him coming back, like maybe that affected people differently. Yeah, like health wise, um, so I, I'm part of me is glad that they didn't say anything about it. Just like kind of leave that mystery there. Yeah. Um, because we don't need to really know. Yeah, I mean, but, it's a sickness that killed them. Like, yeah. but the the only part of me that makes that wants to know is because Sherry's damn near the smartest person in the world, at least in this universe. So like. The fact that she couldn't figure out what it was, it had to be something like serious. And that's 
and I was wondering about that too, just because, like, yeah, they don't say it. Yeah. But I'm thinking, like, in any Marvel movie, if you don't, if you hint towards something or say something, mm. people are going to go, like, try to dissect it or, like, oh, what does this mean? What does this, yeah. what does this mean? You know? So it's like, if they would have just said, like, it was this, and because he waited so long to tell everybody, like, mm. there was just nothing that could be done. Yeah. Then it just leaves it at that, which is fine. Like, you know, now we know, like, he died from this and this and that. But, like, now, because they didn't say it, which I guess they were trying to do to be respectful and, like, not try to make it a thing. Mm-hmm. Now you're, people are going to be like, well, what did he die from? What what, what couldn't she fix? What, yeah. what is, what's happening to everything? Like me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's, like, it's like, if you guys aren't going to, like, try to fix or, like, talk about it in the future, like, you can, it's just like one of those like catch twenty two things. You either yeah. do or don't. It's going to be either way. Mystery at yeah. This um, and I saw other people talking about, oh, why were why wasn't any of the, the Avengers or anybody else there for the funeral when they were all there for Tony, and it was like, it's a private hmm. funeral. <laughs> well, yeah, one is a private funeral, and two, like, he he didn't tell anybody. That it, like he was sick in the first place. That's why his sister was rushing yeah. to the very end to try to find something. So it's like, I can't imagine Captain America and Bucky knew about it. Yeah. So <laughs> and they're not sending out. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're going to tell everybody. Like it's the king of Wakanda. Like yeah, everyone's going to know that he's dead. But mm-hmm. like, pretty sure they're not sending out invitations to say. No. It was just people reaching for having more cameos. Yeah. I like it was good though. I, I they kept it simple. They didn't go cameo heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked Riri. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm interested to see what's going to happen with their suit now, based off the end of the movie. I saw some leaked stuff online for the suit that she has. Did we get Ironheart before Armor Wars or after? I know Ironheart comes out next fall. So I don't. So probably before. So I think, yeah. Yeah. A Secret Invasion comes out before Ironheart? I don't know. Let's look it up. But uh, it was good. I really liked it. I'm excited to see where <clears throat> where the Black Panther goes going forward. Ryan Coogler is... That man is so good. I haven't, I haven't seen Creed... Because I think he directed the first Creed movie. Yeah, I think he did the first. And then, I forgot who did. Sylvester Stallone did the second one? I'll just keep it to the first then. Uh, let's see. It looks like it's... It says it's coming out next year. But it doesn't have an actual date. Ironheart? Uh, no, Secret Invasion. Uh. See, it says Secret Invasion is early 2023. Okay. Six episodes. Um, but Ryan Coogler just... That man's good at his job. There's a rumor that he's taking over for, I think, Secret Wars? Are they going to do Secret Wars? That's what the, they want him to do. That's what I've been seeing people want him to do. Yeah, the, that was a rumor. And I think someone did an interview and asked him, and he was just playing coy. That'd be interesting if he did do it, cause I, he. 
I mean, like the first Black Panther had the action, mm-hmm. and but it, but I felt like it was, I don't know, not that it was scaled down from like the other movies, but like I just maybe because they it really only took place like a lot in Wakanda. Yeah. But it'd be interesting to see what he how he does with all the other characters and like the action in that and with Kang and or whoever is going to be in Secret Wars. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Secret Invasion comes out early next year. Ironheart comes out later next year. So, probably like fall, like you said. But, um, yeah, I'm down for Ryan Coogler to do Secret Wars. It's going to be a big movie, though. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a big-ass movie. It's, uh, that, that rumor, or I didn't know if it was an interview or a rumor, but they were saying that Kevin Feige wants every... Every character that's been in a a major Marvel movie in that movie. Yeah. So if that's the case, that's a hell of a lot of people. Well, imagine the budget for that movie. If I mean, if, if Marvel movies keep going the way they are, I, Disney's gonna greenlight that shit. <laughs> hey, just just <laughs> here's the here's the check. Just take it. <laughs> I don't care. Just figure this shit out. But I I. So I know that we have Secret Wars and then, what was the other Avengers movie? Oh, King, King Dynasty? Yeah. I don't know how you do Secret Wars in a single movie. A three hour movie. It, it might have to be like a three hour movie. Is King Dynasty coming before or after Secret Wars? I think it's after. Yeah. I mean, unless... Kang is like the ruler of unless they do like a um what was that movie uh the 2015 Secret Wars mm-hmm. where Doom was like the the king of battle world yeah and Kang where everything that happens in Secret Wars just is still happening in Kang Dynasty mm-hmm. but they kind of just that's the conclusion of it you know like the yeah, that might be it Infinity War and Endgame yeah, because I don't see how they... If you're planning on bringing everybody back like that to make it bigger than Infinity Wars and Endgame, mm. yeah, you can't fit it all in one movie. That uh, that would be pretty dope because then like, they can do like... What was it? The Thor Corpse mm-hmm. in Secret Wars when they had all the Thors? Yeah. That would be pretty cool to see. That would be kind of cool. We would see different Spider-Men probably. That'd oh, be... so it's the King Dynasty first and then... Secret Wars. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it'll probably be a multiversal war at the King Dynasty, which leads to Secret Wars. Hey, that last year is... Just with what they have right now is going to be nuts. Deadpool is supposed to come out around that time too, right? November 2024. Yeah. And then Fantastic Four is February 2025. Those seem so far away, but they're really not. Yeah. We're about to be in 2023. It's only like two and a half years. That's enough. But it's going to be crazy because Fantastic Four is February 2025 and then King Dynasty's May 2025. Mm. So I wonder how. I wonder if Fantastic Four is going to just lead right into that. Definitely going to like. Or if it's going to. Post credit scene it. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be nuts though to have. Because Fantastic Four is going to be a big ass movie. 
Just based off of... Do you think they're going to do a big movie or more like... Like, just like a smaller, like, character-based, like... I think it'll be, like, smaller character-based kind of thing, but... I think the implications of what happens there Mm -hmm. are going to be, like, big shit. Yeah. I... I do think that people... I, I kind of want to see those rumors happen where people were saying, well, with Secret Wars and all that stuff, like everything kind of reboots. Mm. Um, but I'm interested to see how everybody else, how everybody falls into their reboot. Yeah. With that, especially with Fantastic Four being right there at the end. Um, and we still haven't gotten X-Men. Mm. So I guess we'll see. Yeah. We will see. What if Krakoa is like its own battle world, and when things kind of come back to, like if the the universe or like the worlds can go their separate ways again, mm-hmm. or like if they can't, it's like the ultimate universe and like the main Marvel universe when like they did the incursion, some of the oh, characters yeah. stayed over. What if it's like that? Like it just kind of yeah, like. Uh... So everything kind of reboots, and then these two worlds kind of just have this incursion, like Doctor Strange is trying to avoid right now. Mm. And then, yeah, the we get a new we get Iron Man back because we get the one from that yeah from world. that universe. And then we get a Captain. Well, we could get a Captain America, even though we have one already. Yeah, but we could get a different. We could get a different Steve. Mm-hmm. We can get a different Spider Man. You know, it'd be dope mm-hmm. if they do secret like all the different universes, but they bring over the into the Spider Verse characters, and they do like the it's the animation, mm-hmm. but like no one really sees it as animation, or maybe they do, and they're like, "Whoa, what's like? Oh, it's so crazy." Oh man, that'd be so dope. I'm like, I'm so excited for that movie. <laughs> I wish I I do wish Tom Holland would be in it. Mm. Um. But if I don't give a shit, if he's not, I'm still going to watch it. Yeah. That shit looks amazing. That doesn't come out till next year, I think, right? Yeah. Fall, like summer or something. Yeah, yeah. We should yeah. be seeing some stuff about that, hopefully soon. When the yeah. Uh, comes. What's this? Uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Oh, yeah. Spider-Punk. Spider-Punk in there. Issa Rae is Spider-Woman. Hmm. I, I want, I was, I hope they, they don't keep her just like the white Jessica Drew. I don't think so. I wouldn't. I wouldn't think so, but I, I don't know. All the character art that I keep seeing, not from the movie, mm. but every time they post Issa Rae and Spider Woman, they just keep posting Jessica Drew. Yeah. Uh, not Jessica Drew. Well, uh, is her name? Is it Jessica Drew? Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I don't know what I'm. I don't know. Something's going on. There. You're probably thinking of Jessica Jones, and you're yeah. like, that doesn't sound. Because I was just reading the variants the other day. Um. But yeah, I'm excited for this shit. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm just. I'm excited for the movie, but I'm also equally excited for the pops because yeah. now I get even more variants of Spider-Man. Yeah, I just got. They didn't push back the the Marvel mystery box for mm-hmm. Amazon for Into the Spider Verse, so I got a a Miles Morales pop and a Ghost Spider one. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're both pretty dope. I like the Miles one. I yeah. like his his suit. Yeah, mm. I uh, that movie's it's just so good. 
It, the first one was just so fucking good. I I remember watching that and thinking like I don't think I've it it wasn't even like an animated like oh this is the best animated movie I've ever seen. Like that was probably like one of the best Spider Man movies I had ever seen. The only thing I I I didn't like about the first one mm-hmm. was that they did the whole it was kinda like a, a, an Uncle Ben origin story mm-hmm. in a way, just pieces moved around. Yeah. I wish they would have gone with like the comic book one where Uncle Aaron like kinda like blackmails him into you know helping him out and then they kinda have that that final fight at the end. Yeah. But I guess you kinda have to work with it just to make it fit into the multiverse thing. So yeah. So I was just looking at this thing for phase five. Mm. Just with what they have scheduled right now. It's a lot of shit. We got Ant-Man to start it off. Quantumania. And Secret Invasion. Season 2 of What If. Uh, Guardians. The Marvels. Echo. Season 2 of Loki. Ironheart. X-Men 97. Uh, the Agatha Harkness show. Uh, Spider-Man Freshman Year, Marvel Zombies, uh, Born Again, Captain America New World Order, Thunderbolts, Blade, and Deadpool 3. That's a lot. Don't forget the Guardians Christmas special that comes out in a couple... Actually, next week. Is it next week? Yeah. I think Wednesday? Jesus, already? All right. This week, or is it next week? Uh, next week. Let's see. That did. Uh, that does look pretty fun, though. Mm. Uh, the twenty fifth. So. Friday. Yeah. Day after Thanksgiving. Yep. So yeah, that should be fun too. James Gunn. The new, uh, was it CEO of, not C, is he CEO? Yeah, D, co-CEO of yeah. DC Films. Alright, so we're going to get, uh, we're going to get started in a second. Real quick, I'll give you guys what comic books are coming out this week. Uh, Alien number three, haven't touched those. Uh, All Out Avengers. <laughs> I, I bought that, because mm-hmm. they had a Scotty Young variant. Yeah. So I bought that, and then... I forgot that I had it because I hadn't read it. So then three weeks later, I would go to the comic book store. And I'm just looking for stuff to buy. So I buy All Out Avengers and I read it. I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. And then I'm like, let me go through my old stuff. <laughs> and I pulled that one out. I was like, oh, shit, this is the same book. <laughs> I did that a few weeks ago with uh, Poison Ivy. Mm. I The new issue came out and uh, I bought it. Or at least I thought I bought it. And then I got home and then realized that I bought the, the previous issue again. <laughs> I was like, fuck. So I had to go back the next day. But All Out Avengers is pretty good. Um, Avengers Forever, number 11. It's coming out. I haven't been on that. Daredevil, number 5. That one's been pretty good. Shit's really dark. Um, Deadly Neighborhood Spider-Man, number 2. Mm. That one's cool. Uh, the art's really good in that one. Uh, the uh, Defenders Beyond number five, Doctor Strange Fall Sunrise number one. Don't know what that's about. 
but he looks really sassy on the cover. Uh, Genus Vell, Captain Marvel, number five. That one's still pretty good. Midnight Suns, number three. Uh, I stopped reading after the first one. No, actually, I got the second one, too, but I'm not picking up number three. Uh, Miracle Man, the, uh, the Silver Age, uh, number two. That one was pretty interesting. I'm going to get the, the second one. Just to figure out where it goes. Does it take place in the Marvel Universe or just some type of I thing? To be honest with you, I cannot tell. <laughs> I cannot tell. Um, I couldn't tell you. But it's it's a, it's a continuation of the original story from like the late 80s. Mm. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, Star Wars Revelations number one. Yoda number one. X-Force number 34. Amazing Spider-Man number 14, and that's about it, guys. What else we got? Nothing. We're going to get straight into our story today, guys. <laughs> so, um, like I said, we do these events uh, in chronological order. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a few events that we've missed throughout the time. Uh, and it just happens. And one of the ones that we happen to miss is... Uh, the beginning, the first appearance of the Sinister Six. And that happened in 1964. Great, so we're going back in time. A little bit. Only for one issue. Because it's going to give a little bit of context for the event that we're doing today, which is the return of the Sinister Six. So let's just get straight to it. Uh, so we got Doc Ock. He breaks out of prison uh, because, of course, he does. Well, <laughs> they all do. And instead of going into hiding, he runs into town trying to find five other Spider-Man villains uh, because he spent his whole prison sentence thinking of ways to get back at Spider-Man. <laughs> so he gathers up Craven the Hunter, Mysterio, Sandman, Vulture, and Electro. And... He's gathered these five because they've almost beaten Spider-Man. That's his whole thing. And mind you, we're... This is 64, so we're... We are about a year and a half into Spider-Man being a thing at this point. So all these villains have just uh, barely gotten beat by Spider-Man. They haven't beat him. He didn't go get five Spider-Man villains that have won. He's gotten five that just barely lost. Well, if you combine all of them together, that should should be good odds, right? Yeah, that's what you would think. But let's keep going with the story, because what you think is not what's going to (laughs) happen. So, yeah, he gets five that have almost beaten Spider-Man. Meanwhile, out on the town, Spider-Man gets stuck high up on a roof when all of a sudden his powers have just completely dissipated. He has no powers, and he thinks that it's, uh, he can't figure out why, but he thinks it's due to uh, exhaustion, uh, but he doesn't want to risk being out much longer, so he takes the, uh, changes back into the civvies, takes a long walk home, because he can't swing, it takes him like an hour and a half, uh, but <laughs> uh, when he gets there, he has dinner with Aunt May, uh, the next day, Peter decides to spend the day just wandering around the city, Stressed out because he didn't know what happened to his powers. They just disappeared out of nowhere. And he decides not to go to school that day. The school calls to see if he's okay. And Aunt May is now worried because she saw him leave for school. And now the school's calling, wondering if he's okay. 
so uh <coughs> may thinks that uh that Maybe Peter's sad because something happened with his his then girlfriend Betty Brent at the time, who mind you is working at a newspaper during the day. So she's living her full life as an adult, and her boyfriend is still going to high school. Something is wrong here. I don't care if it's nineteen sixty four or not. So uh, where was I? Aunt, yeah. So Aunt May thinks that something's going on with Betty. And Peter, so she decides to head down to the Daily Bugle to go talk to Betty, inserting herself in this relationship. (laughs) (laughs) And then we jump over to uh, Doc Ock, and he's gotten those nasty villains to finally agree to come together to to, uh, defeat Spider-Man as a team. And uh, that sentence is very important for the rest of this episode. He got five other villains, including himself, so that's six. To team up together to defeat Spider-Man. Remember that, okay? He then sends them to kidnap a girl that Spider-Man has seemingly been interested in over the last few months, which is Betty Brandt. And uh, how do they know that info? I don't know. <laughs> I have no clue. They don't make it clear. <laughs> yeah, so were they all in, did you say if they were all in jail or just Doc Ock was in jail? Just Doc Ock was okay. in jail. I'm pretty sure the other ones escaped a while ago. <laughs> so. No one cared to look for them. <laughs> when do they ever? You know where they're at. Oh, we lost another one today. All right, well, write up the report. <laughs> That's two this week. <laughs> we got to find them. Well, we'll see. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, they, they want to go kiddie, uh, kidnap Betty. Um, and then Aunt May arrives at the Daily Bugle right as Betty's walking out of the building. This is bad timing for the both of them because as soon as Aunt May says hello, they both get thrown into the van and taken away. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, a few moments later, Peter shows up at the Daily Bugle looking for Betty, and he walks into J. Jonah Jameson's office, and the vultures in his window telling Jonah to print up a message for Spider-Man saying that the new Sinister Six are all waiting in six different locations (laughs) and they each have one clue as to where the other members are and he's going to have to make it through all of them to find Betty and Aunt May. That sounds like a really bad plan. It's a horrible plan because you guys teamed up (laughs) as a team to beat this man and then separated immediately. <laughs> you guys all got together because you all barely lost to Spider-Man alone. <laughs> and then you team up and then fight him again alone. I wonder if the writers of this knew that this was stupid, but they're like kids are are dumb. They had to. Like, <laughs> they, they had to, they had to not ever think that an adult was going to read this <laughs> and pick it apart cuz it makes no sense. <laughs> so um dun, dun, dun. so yeah he has to go through every member of the team and then that's when he'll find betty or what he thinks is just betty because he doesn't know that aunt may got kidnapped too uh so this sends all the superheroes in the city into a frenzy trying to find spider-man and peter decides he's gonna fight the sinister six with no powers so the first villain he finds is Electro, and he found him at Stark Industries power plant. After getting smacked around a bit, Sp- uh, Spider-Man finds that 
his powers are actually back. Um, so that so then he starts to put in work on Electro. He gets his clue. He quickly moves on, and he. <laughs> I just imagine like Electro like just laying on the ground, just like beat, and he pulls out a piece of paper. It says clue one, and just hands it's, it to him. I'm not even joking with you. That's almost exactly how it is. <laughs> He's like he beats him, and then like he just has the clue like up like this, and <laughs> so after he beats him, Iron Man shows up to the fight, and then he asks Spidey if he if he wants his help. And he's like, no, I gotta handle this on my own, and then he just goes off. The next baddie he fight uh, he faces is Craven, who's waiting in Central Park with three tigers, and this might be the easiest fight Spider Man has ever had. Uh, he beats the tigers first, <laughs> and then Craven uh, gets his clue. He tries to take off on. Uh... Oh, sorry, no. He beats the tigers and Craven. Like it, it seems like it's like there's three tigers and Craven. Mm. It seems like he beat him in like four punches, <laughs> and then he gets his clue and then just takes off. I love that these villains are so honor bound. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all right, you beat me. Here's your clue. <laughs> Here. Like, <laughs> you know what you're doing. Yeah, like, like you didn't even have to actually have a clue. <laughs> you guys could have just like left it at Electro and just like, oh, if he beats you, just say, oh, I don't have a clue. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we're just gonna kill this girl anyways. Like, like, uh, you didn't have to do any of this. They're like, no, we have to give him a fair chance. <laughs> <laughs> Doc Ock is like in the meeting with all of them, like. If he beats you, you have to give him the clue. <laughs> promise me. Promise me now. This He'll isn't give the, him this clue. I'm being serious with you. If he beats you, you give him the clue. <laughs> but what if... No. You give him the clue. You're not... It's not fair if you don't give him the clue. <laughs> all, of you, all of you pick out of this hat and you will get the clue then. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. He beats the Tigers. He beats Craven. He gets his clue. And he tries to take off to his next place, and then he runs into the Human Torch, who also offers his help. Spider-Man tells him the same thing as Iron Man. No, I got this. I got to handle it on my own. The next special fight. Do you really, though? <laughs> nah, you could probably bring in some help here. <laughs> so the next fight he gets to, it looks like he has a fight with the X-Men. But uh, we find out quickly that it's Mysterio. Uh, he made his own androids to look like some of the X-Men. And he made them attack Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man makes light work of Mysterio and the androids in a matter of minutes, but also somehow starts a fire uh, after he beats the androids. They just like start to light up and like burn. And it starts to burn the next clue a little bit, but he's able to shoot his webs onto it, saves it. You go on. And then... Uh, in some, in some of the battles going forward, uh, he handles everything pretty much with ease. He beats Sandman um, in an airless room <laughs> by just holding his breath long enough to hold out. Like, Sandman traps him in a, a room because he doesn't need to breathe. Mm. So he traps him in a room with no air. And Spider-Man literally just holds his breath for, like, a couple of minutes. And then Sandman is just like... <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so he could have just let him suffocate but after a couple minutes he's like damn you're good yeah you go. <laughs> like damn you called it for that long yeah man <laughs> i don't know doc he just 
I don't know how they got past What was I supposed me? to do? I would have sat there all day. I'm honor bound. You told me I had to give it to him. My only challenge was you had to go past three minutes. The, the challenge was hold him here for five minutes. <laughs> five minutes, that's it. He did it. He held his breath the whole time. What was I supposed to do? <laughs> so yeah, he he outlasts that whole situation with Sandman. He gets his clue, and then he goes and he finds Vulture flying over the city. He beats the Vulture's ass, and then he gets his last clue, and uh, it's the location of Doc Ock. Doc uh, ends up trapping Spider-Man in this giant fishbowl-looking thing when he gets there, uh, because he wants to fight Spider-Man. Uh, in what he says is Doc Ock's natural habitat. <laughs> a fish tank? I guess. That's what, that's, those are Doc Ock's words, not mine. <laughs> so he said he wanted to fight him in his natural habitat. Uh, but he doesn't fill it with water, so I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. Like I said, his words, not mine. Uh, Spider-Man beats Doc Ock pretty, <laughs> uh, pretty easily. He shoots, he just, in the fishbowl, he just shoots webs everywhere. And it ends up getting Doc Ock caught in all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so he is Spider-Man escapes. Then he comes back around the front of the building in his regular clothes as Peter. Saves Aunt May and Betty. And then the cops arrest all the Sinister Six and throw all of them in one jail cell. <laughs> and that was the original uh, Sinister Six. So now, here we are. The return of the Sinister Six. This is 26 years later. Okay? So we start off with Spider-Man uh, number 334. We Again, we start off with Electro. Uh, we see him heading to a warehouse, tucked in the middle of nowhere, ready to steal uh, a superconductor. Uh, what he doesn't see is that Spider-Man and his uh, trusty camera are staking out the place, just waiting for somebody to do something stupid like this. <laughs> Uh, Spider-Man makes his way into the warehouse after Electro uh, to, put a to put a hurting on him, uh, which is working in his favor until a set of mechanical arms come bursting through a wall. While, Spider uh, while keeping Spider-Man at bay, we see Doc Ock, and this is mid-fight, right? He explains to Electro that he planted the idea in his head to come to steal the conductor, which is one, I don't know how he did that. But two, okay, I get it, sure. Uh, so he could get him into the warehouse to make him an offer. So he did all of that, planted this memory in his head. You found him and then planted a memory. Yeah, you found, I, I can only assume that you found Electro and planted, a, and instead of just offering him the position there, you're like, you put him to a hole. Yeah, meet me at this place. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he brought him there to make the offer. Electro wants a safer place to talk about this rather than mid-fight with Spider-Man. So they crash through the ceiling and they take off in uh, Doc Ock's hovercraft that he has. Spider-Man saves a security guard from the falling building and wonders what the hell he just walked into. The next day, Peter goes to work at uh, Empire State University, where they're uh, working on a project using the Earth's uh, ley lines as a power source, and they're planning on sending a satellite into space to do that. 
then we jump over to MJ, uh, Mary Jane, who is now Peter's wife at the time, uh, filming her scenes on the show, and she keeps messing up halfway through the or she keeps messing up when halfway through the day the director almost dies when one of the stage light falls on top of him, <laughs> sending him to the hospital. So uh, after after heading home, she and Peter decide to end their night with Aunt May and Aunt May's living boy boyfriend uh, Nathan Lebensky. Uh, <laughs> but as soon as they arrive, Nathan says, "Hey, May." I got to get out of here for a little bit. I'll be back. And he just rolls out on his wheelchair and takes off. <laughs> Aunt May is a little worried right now uh, because uh, Nathan is a, a sickly old man. And she's worried about where he's going. So she sends Peter to just kind of like stay back and just <laughs> follow him to figure out where he's going. Because <laughs> I'm worried about him. <laughs> follow my, <laughs> my wheelchair bound boyfriend. <laughs> he has a heart condition. I need to make sure he's okay. So Peter follows him. He ends up going to the bank. And then when Nathan, when Nathan comes out of the bank, he has a duffel bag full of 20s. Like, hella money in this duffel bag. Like, why do you have this? And Peter isn't the only one to notice a bag full of ducats. <laughs> and uh, a gang of hoodlums try to rob Nathan. And then that's when Peter slips away, changes into Spider-Man. Uh, the, thug, the thugs do end up trying to rob Nathan uh, but Spider-Man shows up. He lays a smack down on all of them. He webs them all up, grabs the duffel, handing it back to Nate. And the old man just snatches it back. Doesn't <laughs> say thank you. And he just wheels off with it. <laughs> so Spider-Man takes off again. He changes back into his civvies. And he starts just following Nathan again. When Nate makes it back home safely to Aunt May's delight, Peter walks in a few minutes later with nothing but worry on his head. Uh, because why does this old man take out this much cash when he has like a, a full-on heart condition and they're not even sure if he's going to live past next week? Spend it while you got it. <laughs> what else am I going to do with it? So... Give it to you in my will? <laughs> you, my girlfriend? <laughs> You're just my girlfriend. You ain't my wife. <laughs> I'm going to spend it, baby. So uh, later on we see... Uh, Flip Marco, a.k.a. Sandman, arriving at his home uh, where he's renting a room. And then all of a sudden, Doc Ock shows up and he's waiting outside for him. And he asks Sandman if he wants some work. Sandman says no because he's on the straight and narrow now. Uh, but Doc Ock doesn't take no for an answer. It's weird that he's just renting a room. Does he even technically need to sleep? I don't know. <laughs> you can just go to the beach and just... <laughs> I, I I never thought about that part. <laughs> I didn't think about that. You're probably right. He's just wasting his money every month. <laughs> you don't have to rent a room and make money to be on the straight and narrow. Just don't go robbing people. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Does he even have to eat or anything? I don't feel. If he doesn't have to breathe, he doesn't have to eat, probably. Well, shit. You can just go to the beach... Just turn into more sand, and then when he's ready to do whatever he wants to do, go to work or whatever. Yeah, it's not. You're not wrong. He never changes his outfits. No, he's in that same striped shirt for his whole life. <laughs> I wonder what his uh, his roommates think. <laughs> it's like, hey, this man wears the same shirt every day. You can't keep clogging up the sink with all this sand, man. What? There was what? a trail of sand behind you. 
Like, you know you can clean your shoes out before you get home, right? Like, <laughs> so, yeah, Doc Ock's not taking no for an answer. Uh, and Doc has a package for the family that lives there with Sandman that has a bomb inside. And he says if Sandman doesn't come with him, he's going to kill the family inside. So Sandman's like, like, no, these people have been really nice to me. You can't do that. Like, okay, I'll go with you. <laughs> so Sandman, but Sandman does ask him, he's like, why are you doing this? And he tells him that he wants to reform the Sinister Six. And then we jump over to Spider-Man 335. <clears throat> uh, we immediately step into the Hobgoblin's Fortress. Um, which has just been broken into by Doc Ock. And he's trying to convince Hopgoblin to become a new member of the Sinister Six. Because, uh, for some reason, Craven was not a part of the team this time. Probably didn't. Doc Ock probably didn't like the Tigers. <laughs> I did this before, 26 years ago. He brought Tigers. This is the easiest fight out of the six of us. <laughs> I'm not bringing him back. Wait, so he decided... I don't want the guy with the tigers, but I'll bring the guy who just gave the clue to Spider-Man after a couple minutes. Yeah. I'm not doing anything. Yeah. I'll bring back the, the Sandman who just stood there for five minutes and watched him. <laughs> hey, look, I don't know what I'm doing here, so uh, just say we fought and I'll give you this. Yeah. It, it was pretty much just two kids that were like too young to be doing seven minutes in heaven. And they just They both went in the room and they're like, hey, neither one of us want to do this. Just wait it out for a minute. Just make some noises. I'll lay down at the end. I'll just give you the clue. You can go. I love kissing. <laughs> I do this all the time. Yeah, she kissed me so hard. <laughs> me and my girlfriend do this five, six times a day. It's no big. It's no big deal. My mom knows I do this. <laughs> So, yeah, he breaks into the Hobgoblin's uh, fortress, wants him to be the newest member. And uh, after being burned in the past by a former teammate, uh, Hobgoblin's not really interested in being a part of the team. So he tries to kill Doc Ock. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But Doc quickly wraps him up with the mechanical arms and then wraps one of the arms around Hobgoblin's neck and just starts squeezing until he just can barely breathe anymore. Uh, almost dying, the Hobgoblin says, okay, cool, whatever. I'll be part of the team. And uh, But he does threaten Doc Ock with being burned alive. And the Doc tells him, if you, if you talk back to me like this again, I'll snap your <laughs> neck. Like, I'm not playing with you. So, impressed, Hobgoblin just gets on the ship to hovercraft with him. And he decides to listen to the offer. Doc tells him, uh, I'm not going to give you any information right now. Head to this address and we'll talk about it <laughs> when I get there. So if he has, Doc Ock has a real thing with like not wanting to just talk about it where other people. Like, you want to talk about this now? I'll wait. He's a, he's a real sucker for like the thematics of it all. Yeah. I got a big offer for you, man. Hey, let's talk about it. <laughs> nah, not right now. We'll talk about it when I want to talk about it. You should just give them all like letters. Yeah. Meet me here at this place this yeah, time. It would have been a hell of a lot easier. Then you get all these villains showing up. What's this? What's this? And then what are you doing? Lights here? come on. 
I'm here for with an offer. Yeah, the lights just pop on as Doc Ock <laughs> on a stage. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to offer you guys greatness. There's a man who's been beating our asses for the last 30 years. And I have a proposition for you guys. And then half the team, like pretty much the whole team except for Hobgoblin's like, we're not doing this again. <laughs> oh, and <damn> Hobgoblin's <laughs> like, shut up. I want to know what the hell's going on here. You, you, you guys have done this before? And everyone's like, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it seems like a good idea. What's the big deal? Why are you guys so upset about it? Just say no. Just say no. If if we all say no, then you, we can't, yeah, you can't, can't take us all. We can beat him. <laughs> <laughs> we can't beat Spider-Man, but together we can all beat Doc Ock. Let's fucking do it. And Hobgoblin's like, nah, I think it sounds like a good idea. Let's dish these losers and get five other ones. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it, Doc Ock tells him I'll meet you guys over there we'll talk about it and then back at home uh, Mary Jane is visited by an officer who tells her they believe that her former stalker this guy named Jonathan Caesar uh, was the one who dropped the light on her director and for some reason she's completely unfazed by this information she just <laughs> says okay and then why are they telling her <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I don't, well, I'm assuming because it's her stalker, and they're like, hey, just let you know, like we think that he tried to kill your director. You should probably watch out. Mm. So, But she was completely unfazed by it all, like I said. So uh, Peter gets home. He calls Aunt May to see how uh, she's doing. She tells him that Nathan uh, isn't doing too well with his heart condition that he has going on. He goes to check on Nathan, and he tells her how scared he is to die. But he assures her that she's going to be well taken care of after he's gone. So we're kind of assuming at this point that he's, that big bag of money he's just going to leave for her. That's what we're assuming. Uh, so Peter and MJ uh, that night go to a charity event so Peter can take pictures for work. And they run into Flash Thompson and his new girlfriend, Felicia Hardy. The smoke show. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Flash wants to hang out but Pete's like no I gotta go to work I can't do it right now uh, a little side story on that um, Felicia is only dating Flash to get back at Peter for breaking her heart mm. are Peter and Flash friends at this point? yeah oh, Okay. And Flash is like his best friend oh. right now um, so Felicia started dating him only to eventually just break him uh, Flash's heart mm. as revenge for Peter doing the same to her. Don't go breaking my heart. That's my best friend. How could you? Why would you? Uh, so, yeah, Peter says, I can't. I gotta go to work. And he feels bad saying no, but he doesn't really trust Felicia and what she might do. So, it's like, can't do it. And so they get to the event. Peter gets his pictures off. Uh, he tries to go backstage to, in, to introduce MJ to uh, Captain America, but Cap did his thing on stage and dipped out. <laughs> he was like, I'm not sticking around for this. <laughs> no fans, bye. <laughs> Peace, suckers. He's like, I got to hang out with Bucky tonight. <laughs> Sorry, true Americans, not signing anything. <laughs> and he gets in his limo. He's like, these fucking idiots. Takes off the fucking <laughs> mask. I'm sick of this shit, man. I'm not doing this anymore. I told you to get girls in my limo when I got in. <laughs> you guys couldn't have U.S. agent do this? 
what the hell? So, <laughs> so still backstage, uh, the building starts to shake, like there's an earthquake going off. Peter runs off to change, and he finds that uh, the shocker is trying to steal the charity money. And so, uh, Spider Man punches the shocker through a wall in the middle of a, a concert. He punches him through a wall, and and on the other side of the wall is a music venue and there's a concert going on <laughs> and he punched him into the crowd and the crowd starts cheering Spider-Man on as he beats the Shocker down. <laughs> uh, the venue starts to crumble so Shocker takes off um, and Spider-Man tries to trip him up and webs him down so the cops can come get him which works. Um, but the Shocker has no other part of the story <laughs> at all. He's not a part of the team. It's funny you say that because I was just thinking about why, like, I was just thinking about a random, like, uh, arc in, like, a Spider-Man story where, like, I think it was, like, the end of the Superior Spider-Man one, the Goblin Wars one. Yeah. And Green Goblin's doing all this stuff around town, and I'm thinking, like, how come none of the other villains decided to, like, strike at this moment? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was thinking, oh, no, they probably did, like, a couple issues or, like, one issue where one villain just kind of, like, pops up and Spider-Man <laughs> takes them out. And that's exactly what this is. <laughs> Yeah, Shocker just showed up to steal some money that night. And he just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> so, elsewhere, uh, Doc Ock pulls up a Mysterio. He offers him uh, the same things as the rest of the villains he's met up with so far, which isn't much information at this point. Uh, Mysterio doesn't want to have anything to do with it. Uh, but then the cops randomly just pull up on the both of them. And then he's like, well, I'd rather go with Doc Ock instead. <laughs> So, <laughs> they take off. Uh, then we get to uh, Spider-Man number 336. Uh, Kingpin, another vi- another villain here that just shows up. It doesn't have anything to do with the real story. Uh, Kingpin and his goons are watching the Vulture uh, show how badass his wings are now uh, by picking things up and slamming them into the ground. <laughs> and then Kingpin hires the Vulture to kill this guy named uh, Raymond Trask. Uh, it's just a lonely man who owns a casino <laughs> and the Kingpin's lackey, this guy, uh, Mr. Grouper starts taking bets thinking that the vulture is not going to be able to actually kill him. So, uh, across town, Peter still worried about why Nathan had all that money on him. Um, and, uh, Peter starts thinking back to when he first met Nathan and remembered that Nathan had a really bad gambling problem. So he thinks, like, my aunt's already taking care of this guy, doing everything that she can for him. Like, I can't have him with a gambling problem and maybe somebody shows up to the house to collect that money. It hurts my aunt. He goes down this whole rabbit hole of what could happen. So, uh, and on top of all that, he has a heart condition. So, like, you waste all this money and then all of a sudden they just show up and take my aunt because you're dead. That's kind of <laughs> fucked up. So Peter shows up to Aunt May's and you know, she's excited. He asks her to make him a drink or something. And then he runs to go talk to Nathan about what's going on. And then when he asks uh, Nate about the money, uh, Nate tells him that he got it um, from cashing out his life insurance policy. And then Peter's pissed off thinking like, no, this is like whatever you're doing right now is going to fall back on my aunt. Like you can't do this. And uh, Nathan just tells him to mind his business. 
And then Aunt May walks in with a drink. She's so excited because her boys are spending time with each other. And then we jump away and we see that guy, Mr. Grouper, again. And he finds this this career criminal, this guy named Chance. Uh, And he hires him as a backup in case Vulture doesn't actually do the job that he's hired for. We jump back to Aunt May's house. We see Nathan on the phone uh, by himself. And he's uh, asking what the odds are on Vulture killing this guy Trask. Yeah, but he gets pissed off when the odds are still like a 50-50 kind of thing. Like, it's <laughs> like you're not really winning too much money either way. <laughs> and so the guy is like, hey, do you want to change your bet? And Nathan's like, no, nah, leave it with what it is. And then at the same time, Peter is at the launch of uh, this guy, Raymond Trask. He just bought a new yacht, and apparently he's throwing a party for it. <laughs> so Peter's there to take pictures for the Daily Bugle. Uh, little does he know, uh, Nathan and Aunt May are on their way there as well. Uh, when Trask comes out, Vulture immediately starts attacking, but Peter gets off, changes in Spider-Man, comes in to save the day. And Vulture tries to take off, but Spider-Man shoots a line of webs to hold onto his leg, pulls Vulture hard to the ground, starts beating his ass. This, that guy, Chance, shows up to murder Spider-Man uh, because he's just kind of fucking everything up. When he should be going after this Trask guy. And, um, but, uh, Spider-Man's just handling pretty much everybody here. But, <laughs> uh, Vulture comes back into play after being thrown to the ground. And he grabs Aunt May as a hostage out of all the people in the crowd that are watching this thing. He just happens to grab Aunt May. The frail old woman. Yeah. And as he tries to fly off, uh, Nathan's like, nah, I'm not having that. That's my girl. So he ju- he gets out of his wheelchair and jumps on the Vulture's back. So Vulture kind of freaks out. He dropped, he, They weren't high up. So he just lets go of Aunt May. But he just starts flying off into the air <laughs> with Nathan on his back. <laughs> so Nathan's freaking out, uh, understandably. Vulture's getting pissed off because he can't shake Nathan off. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then he just starts flying back towards the yacht. Um, and as he's starting to come down, he's able to shake Nathan off. But now he's hella high up in the air. And it's like, well, Spider-Man's like, well, now I got to fucking save Nathan here. So he, he goes in for the save. Um, and the cops... He's like, well, I'll let the cops handle Vulture or whatever. Uh, but Doc Ock shows up in his hovercraft, take, takes Vulture away. Um, and Spider-Man was able to, to catch Nathan, but, I mean, with the heart condition, it's not ending well. So we see that Spider-Man caught him. It was a little too late for his heart. Uh, it started to give out. And um, before he reaches the ground, he passed away. With, uh, <laughs> uh, but he has Aunt May by his side. Um, she's she's able to say her goodbyes there, and that was pretty much the end of Nathan there. And I, was, was, I was thinking, um, just like the vulture is just a normal guy in like a flight suit, mm-hmm. and I was just thinking like real life, like how many hits people can actually take in, like, a fight before they're just, like, yeah. <laughs> unconscious. And this, these are just two normal people fighting, but, like, 
you have a super powered person punching a normal person. Like, I'm gonna take maybe one, two hits. Yeah, done. I just have a suit on. Like, in the comics, it doesn't even like you don't even have a mask to cover your face. Like the movie. I just imagine Spider Man just shooting a web, grabbing him, pulling him down, jumping on top of him, <laughs> and then he dies. Yeah, like it seems like it should be simple enough. <laughs> Like, unless your wings are doing all the fighting for you. Yeah. Then, cool. But even then, like, you're still a frail old man. <laughs> like, what what part of your suit is, like, powering you enough to when you get punched in the face by Spider-Man? And I know Spider-Man pulls his punches. Yeah. But, like, I know he doesn't pull them enough to where he's just equal terms with these people. Yeah, like, you're still, like, you're still punching the old man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like even if you're pulling your punches, you're still punching an old man in the face. Like, that's kind of messed up when you think about it. <laughs> so we jump over to uh, three thirty-seven. So a few days later, Aunt May, Peter, MJ, and all of Nathan's old friends are at his funeral. Uh, after the services, MJ tells Aunt May that she should come stay with them for a little bit, uh, but she just wants to be alone. Um, and as insensitive as it sounds, one of his worries, uh, one of her worries was, uh, one of Aunt May's worries was, um, hmm. I wrote this, but I don't know what I said. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just going to read it and hopefully it makes sense as I go. As insensitive as it sounds, one of his worries, uh, are gone with Nathan uh, okay so Peter's worries one of his worries are gone with Nathan's passing uh, but Aunt May's health has filled that spot Um, along with his project at work the ley line thing um, and whatever the hell Doc Ock is planning right now so he's pretty stressed out Uh, in a warehouse in dirty Jersey City uh, the newly (laughs) reformed Sinister Six are all meeting for the first time Uh, Doc plans Doc's plans for them is to hold the world ransom. Uh, mind you, this is a team of villains who came together 26 years ago to kill one person, and then they separated to fight him individually, even though they formed the team because they couldn't beat him alone. And now he wants to take over the world with the, mostly the same people. So I don't know. The guy who can turn into sand. <laughs> who doesn't want to fight anymore. <laughs> so... Uh, he plans to. Uh, he plans to replace the die in, in Peter's ley line project with poison that would wipe out the whole earth um, if the world leaders don't give in to the demands that he's asking for. Sandman says he doesn't want any part in mass genocide, and the doc tells him to shut up and think about the family that he lives with. <laughs> When Mysterio asks, "How are we supposed to be? How are we supposed to be safe from the poison if you're gonna spread it across the whole world?" and um, he uh, and Miss uh, he sends Mysterio to uh, ESU, the school that Peter works at, uh, to get this mineral called burundite, and Doc is gonna use that to make them all immune. To the poison. And I looked up Burr and died, and I don't think that that's a real <laughs> thing. <laughs> so uh, he sends uh, Vulture and Electro to get more supplies. 
And uh, just around that same time, Peter is arriving at work, and he's surprised to see Mysterio and the Hobgoblin tearing apart his lab, trying to get to the Burndite. Uh, he tries his best to put a, a stop to it, but Mysterio uses illusions to make Spider-Man look like a thief attacking the building. Uh, his illusion powers are ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know why he's a criminal. He would be, like, the richest guy in, like, yeah, cinema. Yeah. Well, he that's the thing. He used to work in the movies before he became yeah. a criminal. So I don't know so, why. Fam, did. you could have stayed there and been as rich as ever. <laughs> Just patent all your stuff. Man. You know what you can charge these studios for those special effects? <laughs> You'd have, like, the best special effects studio in the yeah. world. Especially at that time. You man, you would have went up. So the yeah, so he makes all the the lab workers think that Spider Man is just some random person stealing from them. Uh, all the lab workers jump Spider Man, uh, which keeps him occupied long enough for Hobgoblin and Mysterio to exit with the Burndite. Uh, after getting whooped, Spider Man hears over the radio that there's been a a big attack over on Governor's Island. Um, and then over on Gover- Governor's Island, Sandman and the Vulture are stealing um, a large-scale underwater military tank. And Spider-Man gets gets there. Uh, he gets thrown off of the tank. And uh, how does one just steal a tank? <laughs> like, where do you take it? Where do you? How do you? That's why I think that uh, I have a conspiracy theory that all of these villains work for the government. <laughs> They have to. You stole a military tank? You just walked in and stole a military tank? Like, you can't just drive that down the street and no one notice. No. No. And on top of it, it's the Sandman and Vulture stealing yeah. a military tank? <laughs> I see two two people. One guy dressed like a bird and the other guy just made a sand stealing yeah. a tank. If I'm any other country... And I hear that stories like this are happening where the Vulture and Sandman stole a military tank. I I know that I could pick any fight I want. I want somebody US. to write a comic book series where they write what they write the perspective of what's happening in other countries while they hear about this stuff happening in like the United States. Yeah. Like I want it to just be like it could be like a six issue run. They pick like six events that happened in mm-hmm. U.S. history in the Marvel universe, and they write the different perspectives from different countries and like what heroes there or like the governments there think, just to see like <laughs> what the fuck's well, going on it. in America. We'll do it then. So, because <laughs> they those other countries got to be like, oh, I could take the U.S. No problem. <laughs> if, if that Sandman did it, I can do it. <laughs> So, uh, da, da, da. so yeah, they take the underwater military tank. Spider-Man gets thrown off and confused by Sandman uh, while, he, while they're fighting, and uh, the two of them end up escaping. Spider-Man then hears on the radio again that Electro is attacking a building across town. Uh, somewhere else in New York, uh, that guy Jonathan Caesar that I brought up earlier, the stalker, um, is planning his uh, honeymoon vacation when he plans to whisk MJ away. Uh, basically kidnap her. So, uh, a little while later, Spider-Man catches up to Electro again and sees that he has a full satchel of building plans 
And Electro wastes no time uh, stunning Spider with his electric powers. And uh, he gets away. Pretty simple. Uh, <laughs> Electro did drop uh, some of the plans, though, on his way out. And he finds out, Spider-Man finds out that he has the building security plans for uh, this place called Cordco, which is a company that Spider-Man is working for along with the school. So he kind of is piecing things together. And it's not looking well for Spider-Man. So uh, back at the warehouse, Doc Ock is working on his immunization uh, that's going to make his whole team immune to the poison that he wants to release. He tells the team that the next step is to do a B&E on Cordco and switch the dye that they were planning on using with his poison. And um, so then we jump over to 338. Spider-Man 338. For some reason, my font is a lot smaller on this one, and I don't know why. And we're just going to ride with it. Uh, so still in the warehouse, Sandman again mentions and mentions how he doesn't want to commit mass genocide. <laughs> and Electro tells Doc Ock under his breath uh, that they should just get rid of Sandman. Like, hey, we got to get him out of here. He's going to fuck something up here for us. So uh, while they're going back and forth, uh, at the side of the satellite launch, Spider-Man is scoping the place out, uh, hoping to find some of the... The Sinister Six rolling around, uh, but he's been there for hours, and he just wants to go home and rest. He's got a big day tomorrow. So he stops at Aunt May's first just to kind of hang out. After his visit, he heads home, and once he makes it to his street, uh, he narrowly misses getting smashed by a large chunk of a building that just falls off and almost lands on his head. So uh, when he get, he quickly races to the roof, when he gets there uh, to see what happened, he sees that uh, it didn't just fall off. Somebody had like, chiseled away at, <laughs> at the roof to make it fall. And uh, when he gets home, he tells MJ that he thinks someone's trying to kill him. She immediately thinks that uh, Jonathan Caesar is behind the missed attempt on Peter's life. But Peter just blows it off like there's no chance. He's like He just was talking. He's not trying to kill people. That's not how that works, Peter. Uh, meanwhile, uh, back in Dirty Jers, uh, the Sinister Six is um, spending time training with each other while Doc Ogg works on his poison. Uh, when no one is paying attention, Hobgoblin steals a vial of the poison for himself. And uh, the next morning on her way to work, uh, MJ stops at the gun store to try to buy a thirty-eight special to protect herself. Because she doesn't feel safe anymore. Um, across town at the hospital, uh, that guy Jonathan Caesar is paying a visit to the director that he almost killed at the beginning of the story. And he tells him, uh, I need you to write a note to MJ asking her to meet you at a warehouse and because you guys have to talk about something. Uh, or he says, if you don't do it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to poison you. I'm going to kill you. So <laughs> he writes a note and then Caesar, that Jonathan Caesar guy just says, well, fuck it here. And he poisons the guy. So he kills him anyways. And uh, at work, Peter is ready to launch the satellite, uh, but his spider sense starts going nuts. And then seconds later, Vulture and the Hobgoblin attack the launch site. 
while uh, the other four of the Sinister Six attack the guards and head towards the satellite. Uh, Peter runs off to change, and he's completely shocked at the fact that Dr. Octopus has reformed the Sinister Six. So we're this far into the story, and Peter hasn't pieced together that uh, the Sinister Six has gotten back together. Even though the even though Dog Ock has shown up multiple times to pick up the villains that he's been fighting, he has <laughs> he hasn't pieced this together. So, uh, so then he starts fighting. Uh, he starts by fighting Electro while the guards are at the satellite uh, fighting one of Mysterio's illusions. That's got to be nuts to just be fighting illusions. Yeah, they. I feel like they use the illusion interchangeably with like decoy or something. Because yeah. if I'm fighting an illusion and I don't feel anything, yeah. I'm going to know pretty quick that I'm not fighting a physical being. Yeah, unless like part of his illusion is just like that you're, it feels like you're actually hitting something. Then you need to get out of this business and uh, yeah, get some special you can, effects. You can turn your life around like Sandman and get out there, dude. So yeah, they <laughs> the guards are out there fighting the illusions. Uh, Doc Ock is heading towards the satellite to install the poison, and he tells Sandman to guard him. Uh, Spider Man is preoccupied with Electro, Vulture, and Hobgoblin right now, and he beats them to a pulp, and then he finally swings over to Doc Ock. And he hears him going on about how he's going to poison the, uh, the whole world to death. Uh, Spider-Man tr- uh, tries to shoot webs at Doc Ock, but Mysterio melts him away with his illusions. Again, I'm not sure what is going on with those things. If, if their plan is to kill everybody, mm-hmm. who, what, what world are they going to... <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> so, uh, so Spider-Man falls towards the ground because his webs melted. Uh, so he falls to the ground. He lands on top of Sandman. And then when Doc Ock tries to come in for the kill, Sandman blocks him from doing so. Uh, Ock pulls out a gun and starts shooting. <laughs> <laughs> Ock pulls out a gun and he starts shooting Sandman. Uh but it's like a, a special, like, I don't know what kind of gun it is, but it turns Sandman into glass. Oh, uh, like a heat gun or something. Pretty, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it turns him into glass, and then um, Doc tells the rest of the Sinister Six to uh, break Sandman into a million pieces while he goes in and solves the poison. Uh, the technicians on the satellite try to stop Ock, uh, but it doesn't work, and the satellite is still set to launch. Spider-Man tries to take off uh, with Sandman's statuesque body, uh, but Hobgoblin catches him and uses the vial of poison that he stole earlier on Spider-Man, and uh, it just leaves him dying on the ground. And then we get to the last issue of this. I feel like Sandman, he could open like a, like a boxing gym, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he could be in the sandbags. People can punch him and like... <laughs> <laughs> he just inserts himself into the sandbag like, the like punching it just, bags it just makes sense and then he could be a boxing trainer he can be your personal punching bag he he can just cover the whole place in sand and then he can just create multiple punching bags you know 
he can yeah. fight somebody in the ring, but also be training somebody out on the other side. It sounds. Uh, he it sounds... needs to rob a couple of banks. That's all he needs. No, to do. he needs to get out of the life. <laughs> he needs to get in the life so he can get out of the life. <laughs> well, now he's glass, so I don't. He can't do any of that. <laughs> so now we're on uh, three thirty nine. Uh, like I said, the last one, Hobgoblin uh, expected the poison to immediately. <laughs> Uh, Doc Ock then shows up and then tells the rest of the Sinister Six uh, what his real plan is. And you're never going to believe this. <laughs> so, <clears throat> killing the whole world would be uh, useless, like you said. So, the poison that he put on the satellite was a chemical that will cause cocaine addicts to convulse whenever they take the drug. <laughs> <laughs> the only way to stop the convulsions is uh, to use burndite, the <laughs> mineral that they were stealing earlier. That's so specific. Yeah. He believes that cokeheads will spend their already limited money on burndite so that they can spend the rest of their already limited money on cocaine. <laughs> and this will run his money up, and then he can rule the world that way. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> so again i will explain so this he's trying to be a again. pharmaceutical company pretty much. essentially uh, he was trying to be a street pharmacist <laughs> and he's spreading a gas that is gonna make crackheads convulse every time they use crack cokeheads cokeheads <laughs> every time cokeheads use cocaine they're going to convulse and they're he thinks that they're then going to use their already limited amount of money to then go buy burndite from him so they can do more coke so they can do more coke and then buy more burndite no because you already have the I mean, unless every time you use coke it's going to keep happening yeah like you if would... that's the case then okay sure but they maybe have $40 on them. They got their Coke. Maybe he's thinking more higher ups, you know, business people. Maybe. I mean, I know some functional Coke heads, so <laughs> I, I guess <laughs> it might work. But it's a, that's a that's a huge stretch. That's a huge stretch. And that's a lengthy process, even if it doesn't work, even if it does work. Like, you're still a few years out from at least making a profit on this shit. Yeah, I mean, because think of, you got you to gotta mass produce the burndite. Yeah. you get And then... You just stole the only burndite that you could find. And then who's to say, like, the government doesn't find, like, another cure or something? Then you're out of the picture. And I, there's a lot of, there's a lot of cokeheads in, when is this, the 70s? No, it was 1990. Oh, it was 1990? Yeah. Coke was going up then. Yeah. Yeah, this is not a good plan. No, not at all. But that's his plan. <laughs> so uh, when when he tells the Sinister Six that this was his plan, uh, the Sinister Six then turns to uh, the Furious Four. <laughs> <laughs> and they try to beat up Doc Ock for... Uh, for lying to them basically this whole time. <laughs> so, so pretty much if you're not on coke, it just It doesn't <laughs> makes do anything to you. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> you just lay down for a little bit. 
<laughs> I mean, when that in that opportunity, they should have tried to kill Spider Man. Yeah, you had him on the ground, like <laughs> so you poison him, and then you just sit there and watch over him. <laughs> after again, after five minutes of him just breathing on the ground slowly, are you alive? Are you? Bre- do you need help? Like, you, you have don't, an inhaler. <laughs> you don't even kick him a little bit just to see if he's like, what's going on? Just like no, now is like after like you, if you give him poison. And he's still breathing after like a minute. You, you just kill him. Yeah, you're already there. You're there. You don't want the guy around. <laughs> You've been trying to kill him. <laughs> These are all villains who like talk the talk, but when it comes to it, they're just like, yeah. I don't think I can actually pull the trigger. Nah, I just kind of like I was in this for the money, really. Like I, would, I don't want. I didn't want to kill anybody. <laughs> Maybe Sandman was right. <laughs> like, what the hell are we doing here? So, da, 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 da. so oh, okay. So the cops show up, and all of the Sinister Six take off. Uh, but Doc Ock is a little bit slower than the rest because he's been getting beat up. So Spider Man catches effort to get away. Doc throws the gun that can reverse Sandman uh, back into his sand form. Uh, he just throws the gun into the river, and that was enough to distract Spider Man. Uh, but he flings the tracker onto the gun. And then he flings one onto uh, Doc Ock as well as he takes off. Uh, his first job is to get the gun, and he does. He returns Sandman back to normal. And then Peter heads home after this long-ass day. He's like, I'm just going to deal with Doc Ock later. Cause I <laughs> this is too much for me. And MJ tells him about the note that she received from the director to meet up. And uh, he gets a call from... Uh, and Peter gets a call from his coworker around the same time saying that he needs to get to ESU like ASAP. So they both just take off. Uh, they hop in a cab, both heading to the same direction. Uh, but what MJ doesn't know is that one of her co-stars from the show just called her to tell her that, that the director had died earlier that morning. Mm-hmm. So she thinks that she's heading to meet the director right now. But no, no, no. She's going to meet her number one fan. Yeah. And you're going to see, it's not going to end well. So yeah, finds out, or we, we find out that the director died earlier that morning. Uh, when Peter arrives at the school, he finds out that uh, the poison that Doc Ock let out earlier uh, could destroy the Earth's ozone layer. So it's, it's destroying cokeheads and the ozone <laughs> layer. <laughs> Which one's worse? You guys decide. Uh, <laughs> so uh, did Doctor Octopus know that when he like he he's a scientist? You would think you would know that. I'm a hundred percent sure he didn't give a shit about anything other than the cokeheads. He he didn't think about how that was gonna affect anybody besides the cokeheads. Imagine that, like how like how many people that like nobody would expect. To be affected by that gas would be affected. <laughs> like, just out of nowhere. Just, like, the people that you... Some of the people that you respect the most and love the most all of a sudden just start <laughs> convulsing. <laughs> no, I don't do coke. I just had, a, like, an allergic reaction to something. I yeah, ate. I just ate some really bad stuff. <laughs> Hold on. I gotta go to the bathroom real quick. I have oh, allergies. no, the shrimp. The shrimp I ate. <laughs> It's doing it again. <laughs> no, I mean, I have allergies. That's why I was sniffling. 
<laughs> so yeah, it's destroying the ozone layer. Uh, we jump back over to MJ. She arrives at the warehouse and finds um, a trap. <coughs> sorry, a trap set for her by Jonathan Caesar. He immediately tells her, "Come on, we're leaving," and she understandably says no. Uh, his response is, "If well, if I can't have you, nobody can." Not classic good. stalker line. Classic. Uh, so now we jump back over to Spider-Man. He's heading towards uh, the tracker that he laid on Doc Ock. And he f- again finds it. I don't know why he spends so much time in Jersey. I don't know. But he he's always in Jersey. And then we jump back to MJ. And she's still stuck in the warehouse when uh, the officer that came to her house earlier in the story to tell her that they thought it was this guy that was doing it. Uh Officer Hal Goldman comes in, and he just shoots Jonathan Caesar. <laughs> Kills him right there. Cold blood. Gone. And so MJ uh shaking as hell uh, because she just witnessed somebody be killed right in front of her. Just stands there with her mouth wide open, uh, only to find out that uh, the officer was actually her biggest fan. Mm. And uh, then we jump back to Spider-Man. He's now face-to-face with Doc Ock, trying to explain the possible damage to the ozone layer. And Doc Ock swings on him, starting up a whole new fight again. Mid-fight, Doc swings wildly, accidentally causes an explosion, and Spider-Man rushes to save the Burndite, of all things, uh, from being destroyed. Back at the warehouse where MJ is, we find out that Officer Goldman isn't actually a cop. He's a file clerk. And he's been following her because uh, he thought that she needed protection from Jonathan Caesar after he was released from jail. So, uh, this... He's a file clerk at the police station? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought he was just like a regular file clerk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm going to take this into my own He hands. works at the paper mill. <laughs> yeah, nah, this is my grandfather's gun. <laughs> So, uh, so this officer, uh, he's the one who dropped the spotlight. He's the one who tried to kill Peter uh, with the chiseled building piece. And uh, she tells him, like, you got to chill because, like, I have a gun on me. Like, I'm not here to play with you. And he's like, uh, like, I know you don't have a gun on you. It takes, like, two weeks for you to get a gun. I watched you walk into the store today. I know you don't have a gun. <laughs> and uh, so she tells him to basically just F off. And he decides he's going to have to, like, okay, you're not coming with me. I'm going to have to kill you. That, which is such weird logic. Yeah. Like. Like, you spent all this time following and wanting her and this and that. And yeah. then now all of a sudden you're just like, well, just going to kill you now. Oh, you're not coming with me? Well, I wasn't planning on killing you, but I guess you got to go. Like, how fucked up is that? Like, now what do you do as a stalker? Do you yeah, find like, someone else to stalk? Or are you done stalking? Like, like I'm not saying that you should continue stalking yeah. at any point. <laughs> no. But, like, you also just, like, got rid of the person that you were stalking. Yeah. Now you have nothing to do. <laughs> Like, you better go find a hobby quick. Because you just fucked your whole life up. So, yeah, she tells him to F off. He decides he's going to have to kill her. We jump back to Spider-Man. He saves the Burndite. And this is when Doc Ock tells Spidey 
Uh, he. This is when Doc Ock can tell that Spidey was telling him the truth about the ozone layer. As if he was lying the whole time. Like, why would you go to Doc Ock of all people and say, oh, no, you're hurting the ozone layer. So, uh, he can tell that Spider-Man was telling the truth. He decides to save his revenge on Spider-Man for later, and he just runs for it. Spider-Man then rushes the burn back to ESU to work on the cure. Meanwhile, MJ is doing her best to trick Goldman into dropping his guard, and it works. She sprays him with hairspray in the eyes, and then takes a bat to his head, and knocks him the fuck out. And uh, Spider-Man is... We jump back to Spider-Man again. He's assisting in getting the cure finished. They call in a favor from Thor to run up the cure to the atmosphere and then release it. And to save all the Earth's cokeheads. <laughs> and barely happy with this victory, uh, Spider-Man goes home to finally relax with the MJ on the couch. She just on the couch now. Just. Yeah. She just beat a man's head in with a bat. <laughs> hey, MJ, how's your day? Oh, hey. you know. I'm chilling, boy. I'm good. <laughs> I went to the batting cages. <laughs> Took two out for the price of one. I'm good, man. What's going on with you? It's like on the TV shows. They sit next to each other and you see her, her foot slides the, the bloody bat under the couch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, just a little batting practice. <laughs> the heads were turning, you know. I was knocking them out the park. Oh man, that was a. In a weird way, I liked it. it yeah, was, it, it was kind of silly. But it, it seemed like a, it was a fun one. Yeah, it was it was some goofy parts and a lot of shit that just didn't make sense. But it was it was surprisingly good. <laughs> I liked it. Let's see if I can remember. Yeah, I gotta turn that up. I'm giving it a house explosion, baby. All the way up. I too will give it a house explosion. Yeah, I liked it. Um... I'm glad we didn't do the original Sinister Six as an actual event. Yeah, yeah that would have been, would have been 20 minutes. <laughs> What's the point of that? When I, when I found out that we had missed it a few months ago, I was like, oh, like I'll just throw it in as like a, <clears throat> like a throwback kind of thing. And then I saw that it was only just... It was in, it was in Spider-Man Annual number one. Mm. So I was like, nah. It was like 30 pages. It's like, hey, no, I'll just, <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that, that we had the return of the Sinister Six. So I was like, I'll just throw it in the beginning of that. And I think sometime next year, there we have uh, Revenge of the Sinister Six. So who knows how they'll come back <laughs> then. I, I kind of don't want to find out. Yeah, I mean. They're so stupid. You return, do you really need revenge? Because... <laughs> Who are you getting revenge on? Spider-Man really didn't do anything. Yeah, you need to get revenge on Doc Ock. He's the one who set you guys up. They're so... In the original one, they're so stupid. Why did you guys team up just to fight individually? Yeah. And then 26 26 years later, you guys get back together. And then... Then you're all tricked. Yeah. All bamboozled. At least you guys teamed up this time, but... Yeah, you guys as leader just 
played you guys all the time. And they continuously go back to him. Yeah. Like, why? <laughs> he, like, he screwed you over multiple times. You guys are okay criminals by yourself. Just figure this shit out without him. And on top of that, he didn't even offer them anything that was, like, yeah, life changing. Did they get a part of the <laughs> cocaine empire? He didn't say anything like that. <laughs> he just, when Spider Man really doesn't need to be, like, yeah, he's there because it's like, it's his story and they're his villains, but mm. realistically, he, he didn't need to be involved with any of this plan at all. No. He could just said, hey, I have this plan to control the world's cokeheads. You guys want in on it? <laughs> I need help. They, they would have failed on their own. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the, the, his whole plan was just to, like, Really hurt cokeheads and then save them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, the I don't think the world would have let him get off of that shit anyways. Yeah. But yeah, I I liked it. I thought it was funny. It was uh, goofy and stupid all at the same time. Um, but yeah, that's all I got on this one. And with that, folks, we'll call it a show. Call it a show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming back every week. Thanks for sharing it. Thanks for not talking to us. Always appreciate it. Always appreciate it. It's it's well... You guys are all well loved by somebody, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I keep staring at this sign in my grandma's room here. And I'm just going to end it with Imagine. That's it. I don't know what that means to you, but... <laughs> Bye! Bye! <laughs>